Isa, okay, it's a pleasure. I'm Alex. Nice to meet you. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell us about what you do. I know you have a lot of projects going on as well, so we're going to dive into that. My name is Alex Quinn. I'm a digital marketer. I specialize in scaling brands. I specialize in doing strategic partnerships, running ads, in a sense, helping brands get to the next level, making those sales goals that they're looking to reach. People come to me for that. They hire me for consulting or they hire my agency to run their ads or grow their business. Additionally to that, I have my own businesses that I've been able to create as a result of owning a marketing agent. I have two podcasts, one in Spanish, Detrás del Éxito, one in English, Hustle Inspires Hustle. And I have a magazine publication called Contrast Magazine. That's so cool. So for Hayes Media, we kind of specialize and focus on individual projects and individuality putting into digital projects. So you running you know, two different podcasts, plus being the chief marketing officer for Contrast Magazine. How do you fit all of that in your day? Like, What does your day-to-day look like? And what kind of inspired you to push into this direction? Honestly, my day-to-day for the last eight years has been pretty much the same. Uh, I've been chief operator of a marketing agency that at any given time has 15 to 17 staff members across the world, mainly in the United States. And any project of mine, any business of mine, I essentially treat like a client. Now, there's a lot of things going on in my life, in my personal life, in my business that people are like, how do you have time for all of this? And it's honestly time blocking. It's honestly organization. It's honestly training team members having video tutorials, written out scripts, standard operating procedures for each step in order for things to move quickly, right? So my podcast, I treat it like, a, like, like it's a client, make sure everything's on time, make sure everything's streamlined, make sure everything is the way it needs to be. Same thing for the other podcasts, same thing for my other business contrast and all the other clients I'm able to help out, right? So as a marketer, I'm able to make money, making money for other people. And then that money that I make, I'm able to invest into other brands or into continuing to scale projects that I currently have. So it allows me to be organized. I document every process I do. So if uh, I have to do something for one of my businesses more than one time, I create a process. I open a Google doc and I write from step one to the last step, what goes everything in between. And then I'll record a video about how to do it. So the next person that needs to help me will be able to do it. And in doing so, I've been able to really scale out a lot of these brands by just creating tutorials of systems that I create in order for these brands to operate efficiently. So what kind of pushed you in this direction? You know, did you growing up, did you kind of envision yourself in this position or did you have like some different aspirations? How did you kind of come about this? Well, growing up, I was always like business oriented. I was always trying to sell something. I was always trying to make, you know, a business transaction. I I was very inspired by my grandmother, my parents, like many people in my family who taught me. But ultimately what led me down like the direct marketing route was several things. You know, when I got to college, I started studying advertising. You know, I dabbled in business that had to do with advertising in order to push your business or market it. You have to advertise, right? Yeah, of course. I had, I had jobs here and there where I was able to learn many things. One of those jobs was being a chauffeur for a very successful advertiser. So I I got to see firsthand, like how far you could get as a marketer, as an advertiser. And I was really inspired by it. So I continued my track in college, went to college for advertising and PR. And I went on to start on an, an advertising agency that I've been operating for a little bit over eight years now. And it's been pretty much the same thing. It's been pretty consistent. I've just gotten better over time, uh, created better processes, better systems, able to help bigger brands. I've been able to work with brands around the world, huge brands that you could probably know of. And then also small brands that are growing into huge brands now that we're working with them. So I've been very fortunate to be able to work with great people and to be able to train great people. Honestly, when when I first started the agency, my goal was to be like the person that inspired me. He had he, he has a huge building uh, employing, I don't know how many hundred people. And I went down that route. I started my business in Miami, opened up several offices, 
And uh, I did pretty well. It was fun, but quickly realized that it was a lot of work and that I could get the same amount of work done from my house or from wherever I am without the need for an office. And that's when I made that transition pre-2020. I made that transition to full digital, which also helps me be more efficient. If I don't have to be in an office or I don't have to be going back and forth in meetings driving and I could just be in front of the computer, mm-hmm. I could be a lot more efficient, getting a lot more calls on a lot more things done. Hence why I'm able to knock out so many things with the same amount of time everybody has. I think that's kind of like where the world is shifting. You know, a lot of things are becoming more digital. For you, where do you kind of see like the digital scale coming into play? Because, you know, a lot of platforms are starting to become digital. A lot of jobs are become more remote. Um, you know, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, what do you see in that aspect? I think people should get comfortable because I think it's getting, it becomes more evident every day that technology is growing really fast and it's making the need for a lot of jobs obsolete, right? Mm-hmm. So what I, what I say to people is don't get too comfortable. You have a job, try to be the best at it. Try to be up to date on the newest things. Try to be like, try to be a leader wherever you are, whether you're the boss or you're not be the leader. Cause I've been somebody that has worked at pizza hut. I've been somebody that has worked at Miami subs here in South Florida. I've cleaned toilets. I've cleaned dirty bathrooms. I've taken out trash. I've mopped floors. I've done all that. And I did it with pride. And I was happy that I had a job. You know, I was grateful mm-hmm. making some money, whatever you're doing, try to be the best at it because technology is growing really fast and it could be a tool for you, but it could also be something that brings you down because you're, you're not up to date. You know what I mean? So yeah. if you have, if, if it's on your side, you can grow really fast, but if it's against you, then you're going to have an issue. So my, my advice is always, always learn. Don't think that you know everything um, and stay up to date with technology. Technology is, you know, we're, we're learning a whole, whole lot. You know, we're learning a whole lot about ourselves, about the world through technology. And it's important that we stay up to date, especially advertising. Things are changing quickly. The way you market to people, the way you speak yeah. to people, the platforms you speak to people on. So it's just about being up to date with what's going on, current events globally, and how brands are connecting with consumers. I also want to touch on your two podcasts. I know you just released, I think, one of them pretty recently. Yeah, um, yeah, Spanish one. Yeah. So, what was your vision behind like having the two, and then what does your day look like in that aspect? Yeah, it probably sounds a little crazy that I have a 17-person marketing agency yeah. and a few brands, and then how do I record these podcasts, right? Yeah. And the guests and the booking. Well, look, honestly, you're talking to me here, but there's a multitude of people behind me outside of the mm-hmm. agency the whole organization is probably around 30, 35 people at any given time. As far as the first podcast, Hustle Inspires Hustle, it's been a very successful podcast with about 80 episodes over the last two and a half, three years. We've interviewed some of the top entrepreneurs in the United States in the space. Andy Frazella, Neil Patel, Randy Zuckerberg. I mean, Chris Voss, the the list goes on and on. Grant Cardone, uh, Elena Cardone. I've been able to talk to some really incredible people and I've developed my interviewing skills I've been able to develop some really, really cool episodes like video production, audio production. I've learned a whole lot, right? Mm-hmm. And I've kept that going. That's helped me grow my network, right? Yeah. As a, as a result of that, and as a result of everything else that I'm doing, people notice these type of things and they find opportunity and they, you know, they pitch me, they, they want to become a partner, they want to become a client. There's different things that end up happening. And that's why my brands end up growing or my brand portfolio ends up growing. This is the case with the Spanish podcast. The Spanish podcast is called Detrás del Éxito. Alex Quinn. In English, that's pretty much the keys to success or behind success with Alex Quinn. We're trying to mm-hmm. decipher how to get to success. How do you get there? What are the things that you need to do? And I interview people in the entertainment space, singers, uh, composers, producers, managers, mainly in Latin, right? How, how did that come to be? Well, uh, there's a brand I look up to heavily called Rich Music. They're, uh, they're a Spanish label and they have an arm of their company called More Play Academy. And that is a podcasting platform right? Content distribution platform. And I was uh, lucky enough to be able to partner with them on this new podcast where we've already featured Luis Fonsi as our pretty much debut episode. And we have another 
<laughs> set of episodes coming out. There's some really, really cool people that we haven't announced yet. They're coming out. It's an audio video podcast experience. And I'm very excited about it. And to answer your question about, you know, how, how do all these things fit into the schedule? It's pretty straightforward. It's all, like I just said, it's all about time block, right? It's not about working all day and tiring yourself out and not having any energy to do anything else. It's about efficiency. Podcasts. Podcasts are about 30, 45 minute episodes. You're not doing this all week. So it's all about organizing. You sit down, you record your episode and you have a process for after the episode. Once I'm done recording the episode, I don't touch it. Each team member takes care of doing each individual part, graphics, animations, website design, uh, you know, pretty much every element, show notes, uh, reels you know i have a team i'm able to work with yeah. people and that's one of the most important parts people try to do everything themselves and it's good to team up with people because nowadays everybody's doing multiple projects and they're able to be very dynamic if you find a group of people an eco chamber of people that have similar interests you might be able to grow with each other and bring each other mutual value and that's where i see most of the success in my relationships is being able to operate that way that's incredible honestly that's kind of like the vision that we've taken as well, but we're very small. And I think what you said about having a team behind you, it's very key in growing, you know, your platform and also just gaining more experience. Um, when it comes to interviewing different people, you said you've interviewed some very highly successful people. You know, what is the biggest takeaway you think you've seen that's very similar with all of these people? Honestly, they're just people. When you think about these people or you hear about these people, it's like amazing. And in some, in some ways you could get starstruck, right? Or like be very excited, but they're people and they're on a journey just like you and I are. And they're trying to learn about themselves and they're trying to learn about their business. And for the most part, they're trying to be happy and they're trying to be organized and, and they're very disciplined, consistent, right? And they, and they surround themselves with great connections, with, with great people that help them and they help those people back. I think that's what it's about, right? Most of these people I've interviewed, you know, the, the, the common denominator is show up, to, show up to work every day, keep learning, do everything with a good attitude, you know, do, mm -hmm. do it ethically, do right by people, right? Provide a service or a product that helps, that actually helps people, informs people, entertains people, whatever your purpose is, make sure you do it ethically. Um, surround yourself with good relationships and be in the mix, be in the media. Uh, show people your work. Don't be afraid to get feedback. Uh, you know, always look to be a leader. These are the common things. The thing is that people try to overcomplicate it. It's not that complicated. It's just, we grow impatient. We want, we want immediate results. We want to get yeah. rich right away. We want to be famous or we want to be known right away or we want to be recognized right away. And mm -hmm. not every time it's going to happen like that. You know, I've been, I've been operating my agency for eight years and I've done pretty well for the most part, but there's been times where things have been tough, where I thought I wasn't going to be able to continue the next month or where I thought I wasn't going to be able to meet payroll or many other things that you could potentially think about. But it's just about being consistent. And it's also being careful about who you talk to about your things. There's people that are just meant to be friends or meant to be acquaintances. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, there's people that you talk to about business. There's people that yeah. are going to talk about your business and they're not going to understand anything. And they're going to think you're probably insane, right? Or that, oh, they're never going to pull that off. And you don't need all that energy. So you got to know who you talk to about what, you know, you got to know how you work. You got to know how disciplined you are. Like, how, what's your day structure like? How are you keeping track of your goals, right? It's not about just work, 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 work. I got a bunch of work done. Track your goals. All right, what's my goal for this month or these next two months or three or four or six? How many of these goals am I actually knocking up? And keep track of yourself. We got to train ourselves. You know, we're creatures of habit, right? We could go down a rabbit hole of bad habits or we could go down a rabbit hole of great habits. All of those habits stacked up exponentially are what create results over time. I think, you know, a lot of people expect immediate results and just the patience of working overtime and having consistency, as you said, again, is very key. Um, I'm kind of interested in knowing when you've done these podcast interviews or when you sit down to talk to people, what is one 
experience or one, you know, conversation that you had that stuck with you that really like pushed you to keep going? Man, there's so many, but I'm, yeah. I'm going to point one out. There's so many, I've been inspired by so many people on my podcast. Like it's been incredible. Um, sometimes you know, so you think you have problems until you hear somebody else's problems. Right? You know, they say you throw your, if everybody threw their problems uh, in a pile. You want to pick yours back up. Yeah. You know, like, you know, one of the most inspiring stories was probably one, my first podcast ever. And it was with Andy Frazella. He's the host of the MFCEO project, the number one business podcast of all time on iTunes. And he's also the host of the Real AF podcast currently. He's the CEO of, of a multiple hundred million dollar supplement brand, if not billion already. And he's a, he's an entrepreneur. He's a motivator. Right? When, I, when I flew to his office to interview him for my first podcast, first and foremost, I was grateful because mm-hmm. it's like having a top guy as your first episode was like very nice co-sign and very big sign of respect. But more than that, it was just seeing a man here who's a, a regular man who literally had to sleep on a mattress with his business partner in the back of their supplement store. Wow. And their supplement store literally almost made them no money as business owners for years on end. They had to sleep together on a dirty mattress they got from, I think it was like Goodwill in the same oh, wow. plaza where their store was. How many people are willing to do that? You know, maybe not. He didn't know if he was going to be multimillionaire and successful. He could have just ended up sleeping on that mattress the rest of his life, but he kept pushing. And just like that story, there's many other stories where you'd really start to understand that these big challenges that people face only make them stronger for when they grow. Because let's say you're really underprepared. You just started in business, right? Or you just started in life. You want a lot of money. And let's say you just got a lot of money. Hey, Yesterday, your banking account said $0. Today, it says $20 million. That's scary. Mm-hmm. The, the most scary part about that is that you're probably not ready. You're not ready to spend it. You're not ready to save it. You're not ready to invest it. You have no clue what to do with it. So the most important part I've learned from all these people is learn from your mistakes. Don't feel like your mistake is like bad luck or you're getting held back or you got anchors. No, no, no. Now you know for to not make that mistake next time. You already paid the dummy tax, right? You're a dummy. Mm-hmm. You screwed up. You messed up. Don't pay the tax again and just keep going. When you rack all of those up, eventually you will have more skills than maybe times that you felt you, you stood up way more times. And I think that's the biggest takeaway I've taken from the podcast because for both podcasts, I try to figure out what the key to success is. And the key to success is what everything I've just mentioned is just about remaining consistent with all of those little details. I honestly, I've listened to a couple of your episodes as well. You're very skilled at interview skills. You know, you have the great talking skills and listening to all of these people, as you said, you know, they have very similar approaches to when it comes to like gaining success. So for those who are, you know, maybe in high school looking towards pursuing something successful, they have something in mind, an idea, where do you think they should start? Oh, if you're in high school right now, or if let's say Alex Quinn was in high school in Mm -hmm. 2022, I'm a freshman. First and foremost, I'm going to kill it on my grades. Okay. Because you want to get a scholarship. There's scholarships out there, apply to them, look for them. You got good grades. You're part of clubs. You're part of teams. You're going to, you're going to find something, fund your education. All right. Don't believe all these people that tell you not to go to school, right? Mm-hmm. You got to educate yourself. And it's not just about what you're learning. It's learning how to interact with others, learning responsibility, right. learning punctuality, learning cultures, learning religions, learning politics, learning many areas of life that young people nowadays have no clue what any of these stuff, this stuff means. And it's a real problem. So if I was in high school right now, or you're in high school right now, I say, have fun, enjoy yourself, play sports, make friends, learn, get good grades. That discipline that you don't want to have is the discipline you're going to need to need when you're a multimillionaire. Because if you don't have that discipline, 
You could have millions and then you could have zero, or you could have millions and you could end up with debt in millions. It could really screw you up. I would do that. And then I would go home and I would get on the internet and learn about things I'm passionate about. Right. And if I'm not passionate about anything, learn about new things and you'll, and you'll go down a rabbit hole and you'll find things and try to discover yourself, try to find groups of people, eco chambers of people who are doing amazing things that you like, learn from them, ask a bunch of questions. When you're young, you're afraid of asking dumb questions. Ah, that's a stupid question. I don't yeah. want to look in front of everybody. Some of the smartest people I've ever met in my life ask the most questions because they're not afraid to stay quiet. So when people mention something, most of the time they have the answer because they've heard, you know, they've already heard, they've already asked the right questions. Mm -hmm. So listen, soak in, soak in all that knowledge, uh, be, you know, become part of, of groups online, ask questions. Like, let's say you want to do digital marketing like I do. Join Facebook groups for digital marketing, ask questions, take free courses. So by the time you graduate from high school, you get to college, you more or less have a direction. When I graduated from high school, I had a business operating. I was making money, but I also had good grades. I know kids right now, I'm 28 years old right now. I know kids right now who are 17, 16 years old, and they do good in school and have their business when they get home. This is very, very good because you're preparing yourself for life, learning about credit, right? Learning about finances, learning about filing taxes, learning about all of these things that you don't want to screw up before you get to college. Yeah. Learning how to manage your finances and your expenses, all of that stuff is very important. So if I was a high school student right now, those are the things I'd mainly concentrate on. Yeah, I think that's really important, especially because, you know, at least when I was in high school, I remember, I don't think I ever learned about taxes or like, you know, how to do my own finances or like the difference between credit or debit, even like all of these yeah. stuffs I had to like learn on my own, which was like, it's a shocker to me that they still don't teach that in high school. Um, I, feel like they, I feel like they do, but I feel like maybe they don't put enough emphasis on it. Yeah. Right. Maybe it's an elective that you chose because ah, I needed to put that elective. Right. Or whatever. Right, like, yeah. You were part of a different track, but I feel like they don't put enough emphasis on it, which is fine, I guess, because you can't make excuses nowadays. Before our grandparents, great grandparents, have to go to the library, get an encyclopedia. Yeah. Or try to find a book. You pick up your phone. Everybody these days, if you're listening to this and watching this, you have a phone or you have a computer, you have an iPad, you have some sort of device that connects you to the internet. So there's no excuse. Just let's go, let's get to work. Like exactly. Waiting for you on the winning side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's pretty key. I tell that to like, you know, a lot of people who I know who are younger, you know, I get questions like, oh, like, you know, where should I go to college? What do I do after college? Like, I think finances, like learning that yourself and learning key, I think just key skills really just, you know, to be successful is pretty important. I also right. want to highlight a little about, you know, new projects that you have up and coming. What do you think you're looking most forward to? What people should look out for? Do you have anything you want to know you want to shout out or like let us know about? Yeah, well, look, it's very, um, it's very funny that you just, you asked the question education related, high school. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very big on education. I had a, I'm very grateful to have been able to go to school here in the States to good schools where I was able to learn, ask questions, surround myself with the right people. But not everybody has those, that, those possibilities, right? Not everybody. Mm -hmm. And I recognize that even a lot of my friends, you know, they didn't have a lot of the resources I had growing up to learn and, and, and be able to grow from. And one of my most recent projects actually has to do with somebody I went to high school with. So during high school, I made good relationships. I maintained those relationships. And one of my business partners, Anton Samuel, um, him and I created a film. We've oh, been wow. working on it for the past five years, filmed in Miami. And this film highlights uh, pretty much all the dangers of gang violence and, and gun violence in South Florida when it comes to the youth, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of deaths. There's a lot of 
crazy things going on down here that you don't really find out about, but locals know and deal with a lot of hardships. A lot of kids are dying out here. And mm-hmm. a lot of these things go back to the education, right? A lot of these things go back to keeping your mind busy, having good role models, having good mentors, right? Um, right. So the purpose of the film is to raise awareness on this and, you know, give you a perspective on we expect people to do better. Mm-hmm. And we need to also understand that if we are community leaders, um, I can cons- consider myself one, just like there's many others, we should lend a helping hand. We we donate backpacks in uh, most August. We don't donate backpacks, backpacks all around Miami, sports equipment. You know, a lot of kids in low-income neighborhoods don't have the ability to have school supplies, so they're not motivated to go to school. They're ashamed. Or they don't have soccer balls, footballs, whatever. They don't play in the active. So they resort to other things that lead them down the roads we already know you could lead the, they could lead down. So one of my new projects, projects I'm very proud of, it's called Take a Ride Miami. Take a Ride Miami is a film highlighting that. Everything I just mm-hmm. talked about, our trailer has amassed over 1 million organic views. We're submitting to film festivals throughout this year. And we're in talks for distribution with streaming networks. So that's one of my upcoming projects, something that raises awareness and something that helps us think about what solutions we could create in our local communities. So the youth could be entertained. So the youth could be, uh, you know, taught and so they could be engaged with the community and want to become community leaders as well. I'm really looking forward to looking into this because, you know, especially for youth, that's very important for them to have some sort of a platform or like way to, you know, just showcase what goes on. Because a lot of people, as you said, you know, in South Florida, a lot of people may not know what, like I'm from Texas, I'm from Dallas. I haven't heard a lot about South Florida shootings or anything with gun violence or um, I'm hearing more about local stories. So having that platform, I think is really cool. Where do you think people could find more information out about that? If you want to learn more about it and up to date on where it's going to be launching and everything related to the film, mm-hmm. you can Google Take a Ride Miami, IMDB. And you'll find the IMDB profile with all the information. And that's where we're going to be releasing all announcements. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you know you want to leave off on a note or anything? No, I want to thank you guys so much for your time and for hosting me on here. I'm really grateful for you and your audience and looking forward to bringing more value. Thank you so much and have a great rest of your day. Too.